Have you ever found yourself in a somewhat dark place, whether it's an unanswered prayer or in trying to navigate different challenges and tests in your life? Today, we're going to be talking about the times and seasons in our lives when we feel like heaven is silent and how we have navigated those times and how we have survived those times and come out with our faith intact. So stay tuned and join us for today's show. Welcome to The Living Room. We are thrilled that you are joining us for today's conversation. Whether you're here for the first time or you're a longtime friend of the show, we're delighted to have conversations just like this, where as women and friends, we talk about everything from relationships to personal development, from growing in our own careers and roles as women, as mothers, as wives, as friends. We also love talking and touching on things that are spiritual. Thank you so much for joining us, and now we'll turn the time over to your hosts for today's show. And welcome to today's show. My name is Michelle, and I will be your host today. We are also joined by Jana, Heather, and Nicole. And Jody may sneak in and join us for this show as well. Um, just in case you were ever wondering, and maybe we've mentioned this on the show before, we, we sometimes talk and share ideas about different types of shows to do, but generally speaking as hosts, when it's our turn to host, we get to come up with our own shows. And so as I was preparing for this week, I went down four or five different show titles and ideas, and none of them really felt right, even though they were perfect for our show. But this morning I had this tug and this feeling to do a show on unanswered prayers, which I really do not want to talk about right now because I'm currently in the middle of a few unanswered prayers. And yet I feel overwhelmingly like this is where our conversation should go today. So whether or not you feel like you can disclose all of the details, if you can, I will welcome that. But I'd love for you to share a time when you felt like you had had an unanswered prayer and what that felt like. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later about how we navigate that. But does anybody have any thoughts or ideas about a time when they have had an unanswered prayer? Does it have to be one that's been answered now? Not necessarily. <laughs> Go ahead, Jenna. Um, I feel like I had a lot of unanswered prayers. I mean, we had a lot of miracles at the time, too, but a lot of unanswered prayers when our oldest son was um, going through a drug problem in high school. Mm. And uh, I remember praying for him to be surrounded by good friends, and that just never happened. And, you know, lots of lots of really hard things associated with that. But I do have to add as a caveat that there were miracles along the way so that I could see at least a window or a back door opening. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hard. Hard mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. I think one that immediately comes to mind, which I should get new ones, but it comes to mind first. I've shared it is when my husband was hurt. Mm-hmm. And so when he was hurt and that meant out of work, and then there was no end in sight of when the back pain and the surgery would work. And so there was about a two year stint where he literally laid in bed for 24 months straight. And there was a lot of unanswered prayers for sure. That's right. for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's immediately where my mind goes when mm-hmm. you ask that question. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also hard because when you ask that, like you said, in hindsight, there was so many answers along the way. They just either weren't what I was expecting or looking for. Right. Or right. I only see yes. them now. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. But, but then, so it, that's hard. It's a tricky question. It's a tricky question. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurship 
is the time is when I often feel like the windows of heaven are the most foggy or closed altogether. And I don't think it's because that my prayers aren't answered. I just think that those are like, that's an experience that's been really good for me because Mm -hmm. it's helped me to clarify what that looks like when I'm receiving answers to prayers. But I would probably say right when I joined as a host in this podcast, um, yeah, like just making that choice to kind of take a step back as an entrepreneur and and speaking a lot and moving into like a real job with a real paycheck and like health benefits. Like that's been really good. But I, during that time, even when I went down that path, I didn't know for sure that it's what I was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. it was it was terrifying. And even now almost like a lot we're probably at least a year and a half later. I still have a lot of worry that I made the wrong choice. You know, mm-hmm. like, was it right? Tricky, right? Like, was it mm-hmm. like, was it okay to like put mom entity on hold? Like I did. I hope it was. Well, so that begs the question as part of this conversation is why do you think we have prayers that go unanswered? I don't know if I actually think prayers go unanswered. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a season. It's like, I actually like can look at my life now and it's so full. And my kids, they like, I'm able to like really show up as a mom in a way mm-hmm. that I couldn't do as an entrepreneur. Cause my mind never shut off. And this is what my kids need. And they didn't really need it then because they were at a different stage. So like, this is absolutely what I need right now. And the Lord knew that even before I did mm-hmm. and sent me down this path and, and I wouldn't necessarily say that my prayers were unanswered. It was just like Heather said, like, it's just a different path mm-hmm. than what I envisioned for myself. And the only reason that it's, that it wasn't okay at the time was because my pride was tied into what I thought I was praying for. Mm-hmm. I so think they are all thoughts. answered. I really think I do. I think I genuinely believe that all prayers are answered. Eventually. Absolutely. The timing might not be what I want or what I expected or what I hoped. And the answer might not look the way I think it will. And I also personally believe, like, I know we all share that sometimes the answers come in an eternal, in an eternity when it comes to that perspective. Sure. sure. But I genuinely believe that Heavenly Father hears anything I say and all my prayers are heard and answered. Mm -hmm. It's just what the timing looks like and what the answer is. Yeah. And I've learned um, because of that experience I've developed a lot of journaling techniques that I use to try to really like find to like recognize like what's yeah, going on. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a senior in college, I kept a prayer journal. I was feeling like the heavens were silent for a little bit and I started keeping a prayer journal. I have talked about this on here before where I wrote down yeah, yeah. what I prayed for on one page on the opposite side of the page. I wrote down the answer and I found that Every single prayer was ultimately answered. And I had check marks after like multiple (laughs) times that I had prayed for that thing or whatever. But then the answers, once I started looking for them and recognizing them, they were rich. I'd have like two lines. This is what I prayed for. Whole page. This is all the answer. Two lines. This is what I prayed for. Whole page. These Mm -hmm. are all the answers. And they're dated. Mm -hmm. And they came in some by an experience and some by a conversation and some by a feeling and some by happens. Amazing. Yeah. So I agree with you. I don't think there's a single but prayer that you, goes on. But if you had not been writing it down, do you think you would have picked up on all No, of that? I don't think I would have noticed the answers. Sometimes you pray for stuff and you even forget that you prayed for it. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
and writing down, oh, yeah, I did pray about that. Oh, and look what happened today. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was amazing. I would suggest any listener who has even just a shred of doubt and wants to um, increase their faith in prayer to do that exercise. It's powerful. It's a great idea. Yeah. But I, I think that's even another question, right? Whether we go there today or not, but that question of what gets in the way of our ability to see that prayers are answered, which yes. is what, right. which is what we're all like throwing out underneath it all, right. which is, or how can we have the patience yeah, to wait it in out, that, like to wait it out? Like for me, that is the hardest thing, especially because life moves on mm-hmm. and you have to, you have to make decisions. And right. if, if the decision time comes and you feel like you haven't received the answer that you need, well, You're then you have to make the decision. And yeah. But see, yeah. in, in my mind, that's still an answer. The it answer is. is you get to choose and I trust yeah. whatever you choose. Right. Yes. That's so, exactly right. So there's well, the answer still. And so one of the questions that one of the thoughts that I had in terms of unanswered prayers is that it may be there. And I have definitely experienced this where prayers were answered in a different way than I expected or even wanted. Right. And that doesn't necessarily make it wrong or bad. But I also remember that sometimes my prayers went unanswered because I felt because I realized I was asking the wrong question. Yes. Yes. And so I think I had that first, the first time I had that experience is when I was in the ninth grade and I was in the drum line in, (laughs) in band. And as yes, it's very funny, but I had done flute for two years. And in my ninth grade year, I switched to drums. And so So everybody else in the drum line had done drums for two years. And so I switched for piano because they needed somebody for piano and I could kind of play the piano. But I remember um, I would do the drum tests and Mr. Hill would just berate me up and down and just say how terrible it was. It was a huge mistake for me to change to drums publicly in front of 75 kids in the class. And I hated that experience so much, but I loved being in drums. And so I never left. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember almost the very last, because I would pray and pray and pray, Heavenly Father, please help me be better at this. Please help me be better at this. That prayer wasn't answered. But I remember one day, what could I pray differently? And about more than halfway through the year, I prayed that Mr. Hill would just not insult me in front of everyone. And that day I did my test and he said, thank you. And that's all he said. And I knew I hadn't done it as well as everybody else, but I didn't need him to say it. And I remember in that instant, I think of that all the time. What's the other question to ask? Yes. Whenever I'm feeling like heaven is quiet or silent, what is a new question to ask? So how have you sometimes approached your challenges or problems in a way to look at them and to pray about them in new ways? Yeah, I love approaching it. And I like sometimes it's just changing the whole question. But there's also the idea of making sure that you're using faithful questions. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like questions that are like, what can I learn from this? Or uh, how does this uh, relate to my family? Or like instead of like, why is this happening to me? Right. Okay. no, that's good. Reframing the question in that way. Any other thoughts, times you've had to just... Um, reframe the question in a different way to get an, even any answer. Mm-hmm. I know I've done that multiple times and I'm trying to think of a specific because I know that I definitely have done that. Um, I don't know, maybe come back to me. I, I can think of times where it wasn't so much I reframed or knew which new question. I just simply asked, I don't said, I don't know what to ask. Mm. So help me know oh, yes. what I need to ask here so that the spirit could lead and guide me to what the question really was. I, sometimes I don't know, or sometimes I, I recognize that I just offer what my feelings are about what's going on with the recognition that I don't actually know what I'm asking for. I just Mm -hmm. know that this is how Mm -hmm. I feel and I don't love it. Or my questions or statements come from what I'm afraid of. And then the questions appear as a result of 
what I'm fearing or what I'm nervous or worried about. Sure. So then the other part of the conversation that I want to have today is how do you stay faithful in periods of time where you feel like heaven is silent or when you feel like the prayers or answers aren't coming? I cling to a spiritual journal. It's a journal that I only use um, with my scripture study and my prayer. And I have found the most relief to actually write my prayers out mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I'm more connected. So I act like, I'll, like the page will actually say like dear heavenly father. And then I just write and write and write and write as fast as I can. And sometimes the tears start flowing mm-hmm. and, um, that really helps me stay connected. Even if it's been like a very long season where I flip the pages and I flip the pages and there's no mm-hmm. answers that really helps. And then if I feel like there is an answer, um, I turn my book sideways and I write, what I think might be an oppression, like sideways on an angle so that mm-hmm. when I'm going back through, I can see like my stuff versus mm-hmm. what I think mm-hmm. was a download. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And when I feel like heaven's open, I've noticed I don't need my, I don't cling to my journal as much as I do when I feel like heaven's closed, mm-hmm. which may be sad. I don't know, but I go back to basics when I feel like <clears throat> that connection isn't I don't know, downloading the way I wanted to or fast enough or I can't hear what's going on. I just go back to the basics because I genuinely believe that they won't ever steer me wrong. So if I can just hang on to the whatever those basics are, whether it's, I don't know, reading my scriptures, showing other people love, making time for my mm-hmm. family, that those mm-hmm. basics, then I can weather any storm. I think the other thing, as weird as this is, and I probably shouldn't have a favorite scripture, but Hebrews ten thirty five says, casting out therefore away your confidence which hath great recompense for reward. And when it's extra hard, I probably hear that in my head a hundred times a day Mm -hmm. to just be confident in yourself and in your faith. Yeah. And to not cast my confidence away that I know how prayer works and I know how my heavenly father loves me. And I know that this is a plan of happiness. And I know that if I stick to truths and principles that it will work its way out some of that, I have confidence in that, but it's only when the, those lines of communication that close down that I question. Yeah. And so hearing that in my head over and over helps me realize, wait, if I don't hold on and keep confidence in what I know, then Heavenly Father can't bless me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reward won't come. I love that. So those are mine. Jody? I think if I really consider what it means that heaven feels closed, that's a really, when you go to the, to the deep part of that, I'm talking, it's not just a bad day, but when heaven's closed off, to me, that's a really deep trial. Um, I mentor people in recovery and just while we were recording, I got a call or got a text and somebody was really near relapse. And I'm thinking that person, heaven feels close to that person right now. So I stepped out and I became that person that said, just hang on. Let me see if I can get some help. So I think when I think of it, when I've gone through it or when I know somebody's going through that feeling that heaven is closed off, the first thing that comes to mind is look up. What do you see? Or who is it that God is putting right in front of you? Who is calling you? Um, If they're not calling you, what are you hearing? Do you hear birds chirping? I mean, I just start reaching for anything and everything because I've been in that dark space. Um, Maybe not through addiction, but through a very difficult situation. depression or health challenges or worries over our children or a a husband not having a job. I mean, 
heaven being closed to me is not just the simple, I'm going to go to Sunday school and hear something and everything's going to work out. I think of heaven feeling closed as like you're in that dark space and you don't even feel even a little bit of the sunshine. And so the simplest thing that I can offer is just look up and just try, just do anything. You know, if it is to just try opening your scriptures, read that one first, try getting up out of bed, taking a shower. Um, I don't know, this person that I was on the phone with just said, I just don't think I can try anymore. And I said, please try. At least you can try. You've got to try. So, um, you know, I just take it a little bit deeper just because of what happened, but also just knowing that, that when you said that we were going to do this show, that's first. Maybe I'm, I don't want to say I'm the glass half empty kind of person, but the reality is I went to that deep part of, oh, my heavens, when heaven feels closed, you, you're in turmoil and heartache but and hurt. I think it's important to know, though, that heaven feeling closed is different for different people. Sure. And that's true. So like, yeah. even if somebody might not be relapsing into a terrible pattern of addiction, like, no, but like feel for me, darkness, if I feel you know? like, if I feel like my heavenly father is not talking to me, right. It's like, darkness that to me, like, because I'm a based in words of affirmation and communication, like mm-hmm. that to me is like, Oh yeah. Like heavenly father, oh, yeah. you're not talking yeah. to me. That's no, like I the hope, greatest I insult, hope I'm not you know? coming across that way. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, you're not. I just, I'm just saying for like those that are listening, like it can mean different things and no matter where you're at, it feels dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you feel separated from God's yeah. love for whatever reason, and, and I've been to church before where I just sat there and it didn't matter when anybody, what anybody was going to say, I didn't even feel it. Mm. And, um, and what did I need to do? You know, the last thing I wanted to do was have somebody say, well, just keep trying, ju- Hang you know? There. Yeah. <laughs> but the, re- but, but what I do remember is remembering walking out the door and there was an older gentleman who's in his eighties. And he just put his arm around me and he said, hello, Jody." And all of a sudden it was, you never come out this door. You live on the other side. You walk to church. Mm-hmm. So I think you start looking, where's God in the details? You know, where is he showing up for you to show you that there is light? Mm-hmm. You can't stop looking. Okay. So Gianna, what about you? How do you stay faithful in unanswered prayers? So I like what Jody said, look up, I look back. I look back and I look for patterns and I remember that he's answered all my other prayers. I remember deep spiritual experiences where I've had had witness and testimony and faith and I try and cling to those moments. I also had a really interesting experience a few years ago well, I guess it was more than a few years ago where I was in kind of a crisis and I, and I went to someone for a blessing and in that blessing he said, you are being blessed every minute of every day. And this was in one of those times when I felt like the heavens were closed. And hearing those words come, you are being blessed every minute of every day. You just need to look. Um, has reminded me how often gratitude can mm-hmm. help you to mm-hmm. realize and start looking for every single blessing and noticing them and being grateful for them. It can kind of help turn a corner. Yeah. And that's my number one. Whenever things are really hard for me, um, 
I've always been a huge fan of gratitude journaling. And I've shared before on the show that when I was in the middle of my first marriage and subsequent divorce, and I felt like things were really hard, I kept a gratitude journal and I, it saved me. Mm-hmm. It saved me to be able to see the other things that in ways that I was being preserved, even though this thing was hard, he did not answer that prayer. He didn't fix my marriage um, because he can't, he, he can't step in for agency. He can't step in for other things, but he could preserve me and help me to see that there will be other things and that there will be other futures. And even after I was divorced and thought I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, he, um, he, he gave me other things yeah. and he's given me life. So I have to look at with you. I have to, and like Jody said, I have to see the other things. I can't just yeah. look at the problem. No. I have to look at the big picture, which is hard because in the midst of the biggest challenges or when you're not getting answers to prayers for things that are really troubling your heart, that's the focus. The focus is this one problem, this one challenge, this one right. issue. And it's when we can step back and look at the full picture that faith can come in to recognize it. Um, I was trying desperately to search for some lyrics for the Nathan Pacheco laying it all down song that I even mentioned on another show. But mm-hmm. um, I seriously have been praying for the last couple of months about some challenges that we're having and no answers, no answers. And I feel like I need a direction. I need a choice. I need, I need to know. And it's a righteous desire. And, um, and I've been kind of, I've been asking different questions and I've been trying to look at things in a different way. And I've been trying to go like, do all the things that we've talked about and it still hasn't happened. And in the song, he says, oh, what if it's in laying it up, laying it all down that we finally receive. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally came apart and I just think about it right now. And what if it's when we surrender that we show that we believe. And so I needed I needed that reminder, even though I've learned this lesson 750 material times that God is in charge. And even if I feel like he has to direct things in a certain way, um, I have to let go of that. And one of my favorite parts in LDS scripture is in the Bible dictionary where it talks about prayer. And it says prayer is when the will of the father and the will of the child become one. Mm-hmm. And I love that so much. And yet sometimes I'm like, no, no, it's my will. Like, <laughs> let's just choose my way. I want to be able to just say, this is the way that I want it done. But the truth is, is that um, prayers become answered when we recognize that sometimes it's not his will. Yeah. And there were so many times, like my friend, when my friend Whitney passed away at the age of 29 from oh. cancer, um, I remember not being able to make sense of that, even though I know there is life after Mm -hmm. death. And even Mm -hmm. though I know God answers prayers, but I had just witnessed another friend who had had cancer who received the miracle. Right. And so I didn't understand why some people receive the miracle and some people don't Except that. Um, I think that every challenge that's planted in our, in our way is to ask us, if not, will you still believe? Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't answer, and if it doesn't work out that way, do you still trust me? And do you believe that I have your best interest at heart? And yes. I, and I think that's totally true. So the next question and piece of this, as we round out the last part of the show, and in times when heaven feels silent and unanswered prayers come, um, what are some ways where you abandon what you want for something more? Um, so when I was at a crossroads choosing like entrepreneur, like the same thing that we're talking about that I've talked about before, there was a moment when I had a clear impression 
And my Heavenly Father said, if I asked you to walk away from it all, could you? Mm-hmm. Referring to the business that I had built and the brand that I had built and the notoriety that I had when I stepped onto a stage. And, like, it was a pride thing. Like, and I realized that. I'm like, no, like, I I don't know if I can. And I will be a failure. And if I don't make this work the way that the world thinks this should work, then I will be a failure. And the next thought was, you've done everything that I've asked you to do. Like, this is, like, what if this is the end That's of complete. This? Like, what, yeah. if, what if this is the end? And I had to realize that, like, my vision for what something should be might be different than what my Heavenly Father's vision of what something should be. And that's a really humbling Yes. Pie. It is humbling, isn't it? The trust and yes. the surrender that's is... That's a really humbling pie to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even now, like, I can see clear blessings of, like, the path that I was led on was right for some reason, and maybe it will wind back around and complete itself into a full circle of a path. I don't know yet. But, like, a little bit of my pride still hangs up in that. And I, it's like humbling, you know? Well, and I think part of that is remembering to see the world through God's eyes instead of ours. Like the, what we want to see is different than what actually is or will be. Mm-hmm. But that is really hard yeah, because in those instances, hard. I start to feel like, well, my agency is being taken away, but agency is not about your ability to choose despite what heavenly father wants agency and its most miraculous power is the ability to choose something better despite what we personally want. Yes. Without resentment. Yes. And sometimes that comes easier than others. And sometimes I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I wasn't ready. It actually took like six or eight months before I finally could. And I realized like, he's the one that asked me to do this in the first place. I've accomplished the things like the purpose that I had and the purpose in my mind changed, but that doesn't mean that his purpose changed. And I accepted that. And I've been blessed with so many cool things, you know, mm-hmm. and, but my pride is still in it. Um, heaven is definitely not closed to us right now, but it is, we're waiting for more enlightenment to come. <laughs> um, and as I look at the journey that we've been on the last even if you think of five years, but my husband is, is out of a job, which we didn't expect to still be taking place. And so what he did was take time off to sell my dad's business. Um, after my dad was in an accident Mm -hmm. and because he put that time in and that effort, he turned a couple of things down. So that was 18 months ago. And then he sold the business, my dad's business last March. So it's been almost a year now. Um, and there have been times where we just look at each other. And we say, but we did what we were supposed to do. Um, in our faith, we pay tithing. Um, in our faith, we offer a fast offering. And so you kind of go through those, well, we've kept our end of the bargain, right? But but that's really not what we can say to God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked past the office this morning. My husband's in there, um, just with his head down, with his scriptures open. And he does that every day. And I haven't ever seen that, okay, because he hasn't ever worked from home. But he's been sending out resumes, you know, doing some consulting. And so I see this happen a lot. But I don't feel that heaven is closed, even though it should be, you know, it really should be for all the things that um, that we've faced. Um, I haven't faced anything more 
overwhelming than any of you have. We've all had our own trials and our own adversities. Um, but I also will say there were days and have been days and probably will be days where I have driven down the road. And for those few minutes where I'm screaming, going, are you kidding me? There's not an interview coming out of this, you know? So we're human. We're going to question. We're going to scream. We're going to throw our tantrums. But somehow I think that surrender has come and we've experienced if everything has to go, if everything that we've worked for monetarily or if it all has to go, we're just, it's not going to be comfortable. But I guess the fear is gone. And I didn't think that until we were talking this last weekend when we went away and we got into that really deep discussion. What if, what if it is longer Mm-hmm. and even longer and all the preparation and all the savings and because you know so I don't like being where we are right now as far as I want to throw a party and say whoopee you know this is the best place to be but and I'm playing there's rocks. lots of blessings yeah there's lots of blessings and I'm not going to sugarcoat it either but I wait for the day when I feel those clouds parting where there is respite and there is peace. And I guess I just have enough faith that it's going to come. Sure. Because it has in the past. Well, then you have to. And you have to, or you else to. what's the option? So. Right. Diana, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, we, I think the biggest sacrifice that we've made both individually and as a couple is when we left Pasadena and Los Angeles to come here. And um, we were living in our dream house, and I had my own design studio and it was thriving and my husband had this career in Hollywood and and we didn't want to leave and then all of a sudden and it took a, a while to come to the terms with it we realized this is what we had to do this is what the Lord was asking of us and um, I feel like for me the hardest thing to leave even harder than my business was my friendships. I had just built this huge network of friends who felt like family, who had been a huge support to us. My um, husband had to leave kind of his dream of being a Hollywood film director. He'd had really great projects, but not kind of what he had his eye on. And I think he felt like he was giving up all of that to come here. And I have to say it took several years for me to be here and realize the blessings that have come from that decision for a while. It was just really, really hard, but I feel like his career has taken off in ways that it might never have down there. He's been extraordinarily blessed because he's allowing the Lord to use him in his work. Mm-hmm. And I think seeing that has been powerful. And I have to say the entire family has been blessed. All of us have been blessed in amazing ways by willing to make that sacrifice. But we, Gave up everything. Well, and I think sometimes... Or it felt like it in the moment. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I think that's what... I think that's definitely what I'm feeling. I think I'm giving up on a lot of things that I thought I wanted or I felt like was my future. Yeah. And as hard as that is, I trust that and I have peace with that and there's not resentment. Right. But sometimes in those unanswered prayers, I think that for each of us, it's interesting, you know, 
God gave you Pasadena and he gives you unemployment and uh-huh. he gives you changing of business dreams uh-huh. and he, uh-huh. he gives each of us different challenges. And then we all had 10 others of those, right? Uh-huh. Because at each stage in our life, we have to figure out what that dependence is going to be and what that commitment to our connection with our Heavenly Father and something better. So thank you so much for being willing to share your thoughts today on today's show. And for those of you who are listening in, we'd love to have you share some of yours as well through our Facebook page at From the Living Room and also on Instagram. But until we meet again and until next week, we hope that you will give yourself your unanswered prayers and even your faith some living room. Thank you for joining us for today's show. We hope you'll keep the conversation going with us through social media on your favorite channels. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at From the Living Room or find us online for past episodes and other information about our hosts at www.fromthelivingroom.com.